Hello fellow riders, it's your host Rusty James. It is Tuesday, October 20th, 2015, and this is The Ride. I'm gonna get right into it today. You know, I woke up and I didn't have any clue what we're gonna talk about today. And I looked and I saw a book on my nightstand. It's called All In by Mark Batterson. Now, I haven't fully read that book, but it's a book about putting it all in. I remember one time I had a podcast about, I think you might even have the word poker in the title, but it had to do with putting all your chips and pushing them to the middle of the table and, and going all in with the Lord. Anyway, I, uh, I'm wanting to read this book in its entirety. I've just read portions of it at times. And, uh, but what I, I wanted to talk about today is the rich young ruler. Now, you know, a lot of people have heard the story of, of the rich young ruler. And he, and he asked Jesus, what am I missing? Now, you got to think about it. This guy is young. He's rich. And he's a ruler. So he's got a position of power. He has youth, which means he's got plenty of time, apparently. And he's rich. He's got plenty of resources. Guess what he's got? Plenty of his own resources. But what is he missing? Well, he had a missing relationship with God the Father. And he didn't want to give up what he had. Now contrast that with, let's say, Job, the story of Job. He was devoted to God. And he was devoted to God even when he lost very important things to him. But God restored, didn't he? A supernatural restoration. It, um, I should probably read Job again. I, I, I did not too long ago go through it and study it. I think I was even talking to you guys about it. But uh, the rich young ruler had everything going for him. And that was maybe his problem. I think that can be our problem. When we're not dependent on God, we fall into this false sense of security, don't we? I don't want that for us. And I, it's so easy to happen. I, it's so easy to happen. You know, when I looked on the bookshelf today and saw the book, All In, I have other books that are surrounding it. They're the books that I unpacked last night from our boxes, and I placed them where they belonged, and then I kind of kept a separate pile out for the ones that I really, really, really wanted to read right soon. And and you've heard me harp on our internet connection you, you might think I'm just, I don't know, you might think that I'm just weird, but I actually think that having a strained internet connection might just help me get these books read. Because my internet connection, you know, it's easy to get to the end of your bandwidth or to the end of your uh, allotment before the month is done, where I'm at anyway. And uh, then what do you do? Well... Maybe you ought to study the Word of God some more or something. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm thinking. After uh, a few months of not having internet, I think I might have a lot more books read. 
Anyway, all in. This morning when I was having coffee, I was thinking to myself, what would it look like if I went all in with the Lord? Is it safe to say that we don't go all in? Maybe maybe I should rephrase that. Is it... Because it's not safe to say it. Is it uh, being authentic... Am I being authentic with you if I tell you that I am not fully all in? And are you being authentic with me if you tell me that you are not fully all in with the Lord? I think there's always certain parts of our life that we maybe don't want to give up. But do you know what's very cool? What I'm finding out is that the more I trust God, and seriously, the more I do it, the less... I feel like I need to hold on to those things that I used to not trust him with. Because he's, he's shown me that he's trustworthy. And I kind of get a glimpse of a truth here that these things that I used to rest in, they actually, I, I see, I see their frailty. I see their undependability, even though I used to depend on them. I see that more. I pray that that can be the way it is for every area of our life that we don't release to the Lord. Because it's a sure thing, at least in my experience, what you release to the Lord opens doors rather than closes them. I need doors opened. Many of you may know the feeling of, of going through life and thinking, man, it just feels like nothing is working. Try one thing after another and I just can't seem to find my groove. I don't, I don't feel like I have a lot of experience in life, but I do have more than some. And I can tell you, that we haven't found our groove, my my wife and I and our family, not fully, but we see a groove forming. And I see myself fitting into that groove. And if you don't see the groove you got, you threw off my groove! If you're not finding that groove, there is a groove. It's called the path the Lord has for you. It's a path that he preordained for you. A path that even if you blow it, he can still get you on it and in it and flowing in it. You know what the Bible talks about the oil of gladness? It's like he can pour an oil over you and get you to be right into that groove that works best for your personality, for who you are, who you've been created to be. And that oil just gets you in there and gets you grounded in there. And there's a gladness about it. That's a thing. There's a gladness. It's not some harsh thing. God's not getting his harsh on with you. You know, the God is harsh toward one thing. He is love, but he is harsh toward one thing. Do you know what that thing is, right? It's sin. He absolutely has to confront sin. He's harsh on it. 
God got his harsh on with sin. But guess what? It's already been done with, dealt with. Sin has been conquered. And the beautiful thing about the gospel of Christ is that if you grab a hold of what God has already done and you're able to let his oil of gladness pour over you and give you discipling and show you the way, the path to take, you can get into that groove and the sin problem is no longer a problem. I think where we feel the pain though is when we're when we're not quite in the groove we're kind of running so I'm kind of picturing like a microscopic picture a microscopic image of the surface of a record yeah record I'm that old you know an LP made out of vinyl it's it's black typically and they used to use a machine to put grooves on this round disc and a needle on a machine would ride in that groove and the vibration of you know the shape of that that groove would cause that needle to vibrate and create sound and that's that's how the kids used to do it back in the day listen to music so I'm picturing that groove our job we get that oil of gladness on us right in that groove that he's established for us and it aligns with us it aligns with the character we have the, the, the personality we have you get into your groove and it's satisfying it gives you contentment we talked about that it gives you contentment with being with God and he empowers you to do great things. And great things doesn't have to be, you know, going to Africa and converting the country, necessarily. Though if that's your call, more power to you. Great things might simply be to best be a example, an example to your kids so that they see you making hard choices but good choices and they follow your practice and it goes well with them and your grandchildren's grandchildren thank you that's that's establishing something important too but that groove what what causes issues what causes a little bit of harshy harshness is if we don't fall into that groove fully if there's certain parts of our life that don't quite want to align with the groove Ow! you threw off my groove so um, what am I talking about well there's certain parts that we don't go all in with I'm sorry but you've thrown off the Emperor's groove everything is I can trust God for everything except my finances I think I would much rather rely on my bank account and, you know, I'm not going to trust God with my money. Everything else, my heart, my mind, sure, but not my money. That's a little bit too close. That's one of the problems that the rich young ruler had. He was downcast because he had all of the things that the world tells you that you need to have or that you 
that you want to have. And he didn't want to give it up. The enemy is really good at throwing off your groove. I got to tell you. You'll be riding along that groove, making great music, flowing the way you're supposed to. And all of a sudden, he'll pull out some big gun from the from your past or remind you that you're not a child of God or that you don't feel like you're a child of God. And all of a sudden, it just throws you off. And now you start doubting what God already did for you or doubting that you're good enough to receive what God gave you freely. As soon as you start thinking you're not good enough, celebrate. Because you're recognizing, one, that's true, you weren't, and you're not. Okay? So that's recognizing a a truth there. But then you're recognizing that God doesn't care if you're worthy or not. He already made you worthy by what Jesus did already. So now, grace is in operation. So even though we might miss it and and we fail and we mess up and we don't go all in, recognize that He loves you anyway. And there is still a tomorrow. So as long as you are wanting to be all in, you're in a good place. Now that does not give you license to game God. No gaming. You know what I mean. We tend to do that a lot. We game the system. Either you're all in or you're not. I've just said that if you're not all in, God still has grace toward you and and wants to bring you to new places of growth. But you know, when you're in that groove and you're not fully all in, there's some kind of uncomfortable things along your path. You're not riding in there with the oil of gladness. Some of that stuff, it's a little bit rough. It kind of wears down the rough edges of your needle. It could be better, but you have to trust God. Now you hear me saying that, and you, you may have heard a lot of people say that in the past, and you just don't know if you want to believe it. Because in the past you've been hurt, you know, a church has offended you, or a pastor, you found out was a, oh my goodness, a real person who makes mistakes, and how can that be? So how can a pastor make a mistake? And uh, so because of that, I won't trust God anymore. I mean, it's, we do that. We play that game. That's not being fair. Because you're judging a God by human standards as though he is capable of being two-faced like people are. God has put it right out there for you. He says, this is who I am. Take it. He doesn't say take it or leave it. He says, take it. But the implication is that you could leave it. And that's how we get right back down to the all-in. You can either take it and go all-in. You can take his... take this life and go all-in. 
Or you can take part of the life and not go fully all in. But I just want you to know that you're really missing out on the fullness. It's kind of like you can get, you know those soft serve ice cream machines? You get sometimes at those all-you-can-eat buffet places. There's a Chinese place near us that that has those. It's kind of like if you don't go all in with the Lord, you go into the ice cream thing with a nice bowl, you pull that beautiful, now I'm into chocolate, so I'm going to say chocolate. You pull that beautiful lever, that lever it should say something like, pull me and you will be fully happy. You pull that lever, the happy lever, <laughs> and you fill that bowl up, and you might even fill it up a little bit more than you should, that's fine. Go back to your seat, and you've put the toppings on it and all this kind of stuff, and it looks great. It looks perfect. And you dig in, and there's no flavor there whatsoever. No flavor. It's almost like they took all flavor out and all you have left is the cold, the consistency, the stickiness of the topping, but there's absolutely no flavor there. It looks great, no flavor. I think that's what happens when we don't go all in. We have a life that looks like it's fine. You know, some people could look at it and say, yeah, you're doing the right thing. But that's just appearances. You're missing out on the flavor, and, and you know, you're going to only know that inside yourself. The flavor is for you to take in. The flavor is for you to take in. And then to, you can't, you can't tell other people how good it is. If you're not getting the flavor, oh, that's so good. You can't tell others how good it is unless you've tasted and seen. So it's even more than just for you, now that I think about it. You need to go all in for those around you. If you're a parent, you need to go in so that your kids can see an authentic, flavor-filled Christian life. Because if you're going through life with unflavored Sundays, oh, that's so good. If you're going through life with unflavored Sundays, you're missing out on the ability to share how good it can be to other people. And God has called us to do that. This has been really good. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged to hop in that word some more today. So I want to tell you, get into that word and live in peace and pray for those who persecute you. And get that Sunday and go all in and get it flavored by the flavor of God. The oil of gladness will help you ride that groove and you will be a witness and you will not want to stop, man. You will not want to stop living for Christ. I promise you that will happen. You do that and you will be on fire and no one will stop you, okay? And I will see you on the flip.